0: Hello and welcome once again to the Professor and Barney podcast, round four. Podcast is going swimmingly, voices you'll hear today, Andrew Barney Barnett. Uh, Good morning.
1: Good good afternoon
2: or good evening whenever you're listening to
0: this. Uh, Nick Rado.
1: (laughs) 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 Kia ora koutou. Katoa. Thank uh, you. Which is uh, Mouldy for how's it going with the professor? Really? Really? Mm. Thank you for bringing some wow. culture to this. <laughs>
0: nice. And Tommy Forskin Erskine, welcome. Tommy <laughs> Tuxedo, <laughs> the Tux. How are you? Bonjour, guys. <laughs> how are we? <laughs> well, you Good actually job. speak a bit oh. of French, don't you, Tommy? Where? Oui. Uh, I suppose and suppose do puts down to it as well.
1: <laughs> French with a Spanish accent. <laughs> Great.
0: Owning that chalet, you need to know how to speak it. Okay. Well, that's all the help speaks. So. That's, that's right. <laughs> um, now, if you're wondering what this podcast is, let's get straight into that. Mm. It's pretty simple. What we do here is we take... A moment from the sporting week, something big, something that's got people talking, and then we use that to dig deeper into the sporting, everybody. Annals. Annals. That's right. We are big on the annals here. Um, Now, Tommy, Uh, before we get into what this week's actual topic is, do you want to read us a five-star
3: review? You got one there for us? Absolutely. This one's a a small thesis uh, by Alex from Orange. Poor Alex. Mm. Uh, it's entitled, What a Surprise. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's usually hard to surprise blokes from Orange,
3: too. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be good. No, <laughs> I mean...
2: Alex has just discovered the internet. Yeah. Here we go, Alex.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I thought, why not? Yes, it's another sports comedy podcast. And I did say never again after listening to that Brian Fletcher car crash. Oh, jeez, that was torture, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> oh,
0: my God.
3: But I have found Bernie and the fancy doctor mildly amusing <laughs> as they debased themselves in search of cheap laughs. <laughs> and, I wasn't, and I wasn't pleasantly surprised by the addition of the token Kiwi. Right. I mean where go. else would you find a New Zealander wanting to talk about the all blacks? <laughs> <laughs> Unprompted no less. Given the plethora of sporting talent New Zealand has to offer <laughs> to the sporting conversation, Kane Williamson, Tiger Woods' caddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you'll find that he's called Steve. <laughs> those Olympic rowers to name the most of them, <laughs> to name most of them. Isn't it refreshing to have someone make mention of the underrecognized sporting teams? Personally, I can't get enough of Kiwis explaining to me how good the All Blacks are. But you never hear it. Do- you never hear it, do you? Anyway, keep up the <laughs> mediocre work, boys. Now, five stars. Five, five stars. Yes.
0: Yeah, so that we're encouraging people get on. Maybe don't leave an essay like this, idiot. But just get on there, say yeah, a couple of words. Like and uh, and we'll reach you out, Nick. Let me guess though. You've have you picked the All Blacks for one of your topics today?
1: Um. Well, no. I've. I've. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it is going to be every week, isn't it? Oh, Phil, we're going to have to cut around the All black trip talk if you can. Um. Now, now, Tommy, this week's topic. What is it? This week's topic, guys,
3: is. Lovable rogues, yes, wonderful, uh, wonderful, lovable rogues. And this topic has been born through the resurgence and the rebuilding of one Nick Curios's career and appearance to the Australian sporting landscape. I think he's really, uh, he's really helped himself. Uh, obviously, the tragedy of the the bushfires and the way that he got behind that. I think he's really grown in the eyes of the Australian sporting public. Um, he he has sort of this Australian Open. he's sort of turned a new leaf, I reckon.
0: So would you say he's transitioned from sporting bad boy into lovable rogue?
3: Yeah, I think so. I think I think I think you can't. I don't think he's necessarily transitioned. I'd say he's just sort of left the the stuff that everybody got the shits with him about like the tanking and all that and mm. i feel like he's I feel like he's left that in the past and he's kept the sort of bad boy lovable rogue
2: sort of because this is the life the the life cycle of the rogue you start as a grub yes and you you go into your little cocoon yes. and you emerge a beautiful crazy butterfly <laughs> um, and that's what that's what we're looking for from
0: well, our he's, sporting, lovable rogue.
2: He it certainly not?
1: dresses like a
0: butterfly. He does. JC uh, <laughs> can he can divide a room though. He
3: can. Yeah. Well,
0: we, we sat and watched him on Friday. Oh, on Saturday night after the show. And Tommy, you're a massive fan. Oh, I love him. I mean, you loosened your pants to watch. Oh, him. I you love. You were. Him. Whereas there's a couple of us in the room that still think he's a good a way to go. Mm. I, I'm a firm believer that he has to win something big.
1: I don't think he's a nana's favourite.
0: No, he's not.
1: You know, the nanas aren't there, out
3: there. With no. the way he dresses. Well, my nun is yeah. dead, so thanks for bringing that up, Nick.
1: <laughs>
3: oh, I actually did a little bit of a look into what a lovable rogue is, okay.
0: if we can discuss this. And I think Nick Curios fits it perfectly. So this is just him spot on. Despite his common external appearance of selfishness, foolhardiness or emotional detachment, the lovable rogue may in fact strongly associate with a highly idealistic belief system and understand the concept of a code of honor so highly valued that it transcends normal social constraints such as conformity tradition or the law wow this is you've gone deep on no that. but so this is so Nick Kyrgios, but he has this higher moral code which is where all his, you know, all his charity work and all, yes. these, all his help with the bushfires.
2: I should point out too, mm. he's not. It's not like to, he's just come to this charity thing lately with the bushfires. The bushfires, the latest instance of it. Nick Curris has done. Um, I happen to have a bit of a connection with Camp College, Done some work with them. They rave about the amount of work he's done behind the scenes, never wanting publicity, never wanting anything. So, you're, you're right. That higher moral code. It's not like a, a rebranding for him or a conscious rebranding. But- he's just. Off the court, turns out nice bloke. On the court, can be a bit of a turd. Yeah,
1: mm. but why? Why can't he do that on the court?
2: Oh, because I think you know, let bring th- sick children into a tennis tournament.
3: <laughs> 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 it's not not ideal. <laughs> well, you
1: can't have a doubles
3: match. And <laughs> I also think sometimes that people don't think he cares. Like people don't think he cares about his tennis. I actually almost think it's the opposite to quite an extreme. I almost reckon he cares too much. And mm. that the reason the where he gets into trouble when he's playing and how he sort of starts like falling apart on the seams on the court is when he gets in his own head. And you see him; they always all the commentators are always like, "Oh, oh, he's talking to himself early." Mm. Like this is not a good sign. This is not a good sign. Mm. I think I think you know, I reckon get behind him, Australia. I
1: like I, I like the, I like the idea that he is the same person he is on court um, in the charity field, but the way he gives away money. Uh, to these charities He's like You f***ing want some of this <laughs> and, <then laughs> and throws money At the <laughs> so. yeah. At a sick person And stuff I'd, I'd like to see that <laughs> <laughs> It's still good But it's still that Lovable way of Rogue that you guys Are talking yeah. about Alright so this is This is what we're Looking at today
0: The lovable rogue mm-hmm. As opposed to the bad boy That's another week Yes We'll do that another week oh, yeah. um, And to start with Let's start with our favourite Aussie slash Kiwi. Yes. Uh, blah. Yeah. Rogues, we have to. Let me guess. me guess. HR told me we have to keep Nick happy. Yep. I, I couldn't give a shit about the Kiwi. <laughs> Just
2: a quick survey. Did, did you pick a Kiwi? No, That's I not? didn't. Tommy, did you
1: pick a Kiwi? Uh, No. No, I didn't pick a Kiwi. Well, oh. we need to uh, – Nick. Yeah. I've pick actually picked uh, the, the best of the Kiwis. And all black. <laughs> oh, for <fuck's> sake. <laughs> we could just put a uh, lovable Aussie or all black. Just uh, next you, you start us off then, okay. Let's hear your Kiwi Well, you don't actually have to be too much to be a lovable rogue in New Zealand, okay? All you have to do is be a farmer or a farmer's background and um, be quiet and humble uh, in your interviews. And that's where you got to be to, to, for a nation to love you. And also as well, um, there was a period where obviously we didn't win the World Cup and it quite affected us as a country. And I'm going to go into this in terms of why this is, a, this is, a, this is prominent. Okay. So the lovable rogue I'm going to go for is a guy called Andrew Hoare. Can I just before you start, if mm-hmm. you're
0: listening to this podcast, there's a 30-second jump button. I reckon if you hit it six times, <laughs> yeah, we can get through this. Yeah, this
3: Andrew Horde. Three minutes, Horde thing. Yeah. six times, six times. All right, hit it okay. six times. Oh,
2: th- though when you said the name Horde,
1: Tommy's ears did I prick did up a prick little. Up.
3: I did. I yeah. got excited. Well, Babs guess what? Off.
1: Guess what, Andrew? Uh, initial A. A whore, guess what position he played for New Zealand? I know what position he played. What did he play?
3: Hooker. Oh, yes.
1: yes. <laughs> so destined for greatness already. Uh, he's a very literal kind of guy. He said, I'm going to be the greatest hooker there is ever is. And he, and he was. He was very good. He played for the All Blacks between 2002 and 2013, 83 test caps. But here's where it turned, ladies and gentlemen. So you're three years into your All Black um, situation and you're living life. And your mates go to you, hey. Let's go out clubbing. And what do you do? Of course, you go down to Otago and you uh, (laughs) – The clubbing district. (laughs) The clubbing district. And uh, you go out with your mates and um, you, uh, you, you kill some seals. And that's what Andrew Hoare did. He shot a seal in the face, and then bet bit the things drunken night out. That's what he did. Hang on, that's
0: wait a second. Because when you said clubbing, I was going to do a joke about seals, and then I thought, no, that's that's too cliche. No, but then you actually yeah he shot. How did he get a gun? He sh... Well,
1: he's a farmer, so... so he took a gun out clubbing. This is what you do in the Otago Peninsula but... when you've got nothing to do. You have a few beers, you take a gun out, and uh, so you... he's at the nightclub. No. He's, no, there's no nightclub that was a joke about oh, I, <laughs> I don't know.
3: It's always good when know. you have Sorry. to explain it. I'm pissed with a farmer. <laughs> Did you get that? Sorry. Uh, I've always said never trust a whole pack of <laughs> <laughs> So. <Sorry. laughs> you haven't always said that. Sometimes
1: out of context. Yeah. Just to the person at the cafe.
0: When <laughs> <laughs> so I ordered my macchiato
1: this morning,
0: that's just wrong. <laughs> so that's what you've been muttering on the
1: average. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: Hang on. Okay, yeah. so he, he goes with a shotgun, shoots a seal in the face, yes. and then eats it.
1: No, he doesn't eat it, but he gets uh, so he gets in trouble with the police, and that's fine. Uh, he gets fined two thousand five hundred dollars, right? But because he plays for the All Blacks, nothing's really sort of s- said about it. Um, there's a huge uproar in the, like the media circles and things, but it's still like. We haven't won the World Cup in a while, and he's a very good player, so we'll just put him in. So did they <laughs> put oh, the spin wow. on it that
0: it was self defence? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know <laughs> what those seals are
3: like. The seal yeah. was coming at him. Yeah, it was Canada late. came in and gave him permanent residency. Yeah, they were like oh, well, we he, need more of you.
1: Okay, a few years later. So let's pretend, guys. Let's pretend that we're we're police people in this situation. Okay, so in two thousand and thirteen. Um, he retires from the game of uh, All Blacks, right? But there's a World Cup in 2015 and there's a chance that he might come back, okay? So in 2015, this is what happens, right? So uh, there's a shooting party of six travelling on an ATV where him and his mates were out in a vehicle. They reckon that they um, claimed uh, they all fell off after it went over some heavy terrain and then a firearm fell off and hit someone in the arm, (laughs) And then all three men who fell off the vehicle were highly intoxicated by the St. John's ambulance. <sighs> yep. Um, police could not locate the the cartridge or anything like that. And all six members of the shooting party gave the same story. Um, they claimed to have drunk only six to eight beers from 6.30 a.m. in the morning till uh, several hours later when the accident happened. The men told police they only fired a few shots during the day and they were all uh, safety conscious. And then the St. John's uh, ambulance person said he heard them say, let's stick to the story, boys. <laughs> 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 and uh, they later found a part of Parker's arm flesh in some tussock and uh, nearby. And uh, guess tussick. what? Tussock, <laughs> yeah, tussock. And whore, uh, what's so th- tussock? Tussock is like a, is like a, a dry grass. It's <laughs> okay. where our uh, army. Yes. It's, it's what we call dry grass. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, English would be preferable for the podcast, please. Okay, good. And then, so, um, get this. So, all this is happening. Uh, so, at this stage, what are you thinking? I'm thi- are you thinking deer hunter? I'm thinking... <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking they all smoked a bit of tussock. <laughs> That's what I'm they smoked a bit of tussock. I think he was an all black, and he thought, I'm, I'm the king of the world in New Zealand. I can do anything I want. And I think... Uh, they, they were playing, like, some sort of game or something like that where it's gone wrong. He says, oh, I can shoot close to you, and then it's shot his arm or something like that. Oh
2: Which, admittedly, God. is close. Yeah. yeah. Very, <laughs> very close. Very close. It was very close. Yeah.
1: But guess what? Because um, it was a World Cup year, guess what happened? <laughs> he, uh, he was promoted to the starting <laughs> side. Made <laughs> captain. So he wasn't present for the judge for the appeal, right? So he just pleaded guilty. He was fined $400 and court costs of $130. bucks. All right. It happens.
0: So now when people remember him, they don't remember that he shot a seed on the face and no, tried to kill his mate.
1: They remember his 2011 winning World Cup, uh, Andrew Hoare, and a great farmer man and uh, who, who, who looks after 20,000 horses on his farm.
2: Wow. Loveable
1: rogue. Loveable love rogue. Who would like to go next? I'll have a go. I'll have a go. go.
2: Let's, let's go with a, uh, a lovable Aussie uh, rogue. Um, Australian rules football. Mm-hmm. It's the 80s. Who's the biggest name in town?
3: Yeah. Uh. Senor Short Shorts. Yeah. Warwick. Warwick. Kappa. Kappa. Warwick, Warwick Richard Kappa. Kappa.
2: Uh. So he had a career, um. Spanning from 1983 to 1991, he played for the Sydney Swans, which is where most people remember him from. I think he played; he predominantly played most of his games there. Um, well, he's a good goal kicker, but that wasn't his main skill. The main skill was taking that specky over the back. Yeah. And, I, and I remember as a kid, and uh, I remember you probably were the same, uh, Professor, just jumping up over the back yeah. of another kid, yelling "Kappa!"
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay,
2: so this is yeah. what he's known for. So he wrote um, in his uh, 2000. Uh, and five autobiography called Full Forward. Um, oh, you guys yeah. will know he played Full Forward, but Full as in F
0: O L Forward. Classic.
2: He openly admitting admitted to using amphetamines during his time. Which, if you ever saw him interviewed, you wouldn't believe it.
1: Was that is that illegal to do that? You can can you play. No, it's illegal Spec- to take amphetamines. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whether <laughs> you're on or off or not. <laughs> not.
2: <Yeah. laughs>
1: okay, that was the wrong uh, f- focus there. <laughs> yeah,
2: um, and but since retiring, he's gone on to have a, uh, a spectacular life. Uh, various jobs. Um, he was a road worker for a while. Ninety-three. Him and his uh, then. Uh, wife Joanne, they posed for Penthouse. I um, remember. Yeah. Canastas.
0: Kappa's Canastas. I remember. Kappa's, <laughs> Kappa's Canastas. Was on the front.
1: <laughs> so they, hold on a second. So they both posed. Yeah, couples. Yeah. For Penthouse. Couples Penthouse. Yeah. Yeah. Really? So good. Yeah.
2: So good. <laughs> <laughs> admittedly, you never shot a seal in the face, but this <laughs> oh, is the kind I think we like over here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, That's weird. He was a male. St- <laughs> 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 he was a male stripper for a while. Yeah. Uh, he's he's been in and out of media. He, uh, one of my favorite things he's uh, he's done is he's, it's just his confidence. Like yeah. and, and he will like even now uh, you can get a you can get a Wizvid if you want. Yeah. You go online and ask him. You pay. I think it's I don't know. It's like a hundred bucks. He'll yeah. send you a personalized video from the Wiz. Uh, yeah. Which wizard was his
1: video? Yeah. yeah. G'day, Nick.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think that's extra. <laughs> but you can get him on. He, he'll do DJs, Bucks parties. Um, he'll, he'll turn up at anything. Wow. Um, but, yes, um, here's my question. Is for 1000 bucks, yes. you can get him to come uh, to turn up uh. and DJ a party or uh, turn up at a Bucks show. Um, can we do that for our end-of-season drink? Can we get worried? <laughs> yeah, why don't
0: we? Should just, if it's 1000 bucks, we should just get him in for one of these. It it be be there we one go. One of these podcasts. Yeah. Phil, have we got that in the budget? Uh, I'll get back to you on that one. Okay, <laughs> then so no. Okay. Shall I go no, now? Go, go, okay, go. Okay, I want to talk about one of the great Australians, Grant Hackett. Oh, Grant, Grant. Hackett. One, three gold medals, two at the Sydney Olympics, one at Athens. For over 11 years, he was undefeated in the 1500 meters. Wow. Just
1: True golden just, boy. Just because no one wants to swim that far.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, a lot of guys <laughs> couldn't make it. You know, yeah, yeah. a lot of guys were giving up at thirteen hundred. Love to he, see Eric there. He'll get to. <laughs> oh, mate, he's millions. Now, open. here's the thing: when you're a gold, you win golden swimming. You're yeah. set for life.
1: Yeah, right. Mm. Like we do, love, it, we do oh, love, we do love a dolphin. Oh, we do. you you need to replace the cornflakes person or the ca- you know. The, there's a lot of cereal. What is Wheat-bix it swimming? Is the big swimming? Wheatbex is it? yeah,
0: right. Okay. Um, Vita think... roots too, and and muesli bars. Uncle Toby's mm. loved to swim. Yeah, you know you've made it when you've, you've you're on the front of that box, um. <laughs> mate. <laughs> Keep it clean. <laughs> now, <laughs> now you can get away with murder when you're a, when you're a golden boy swimmer. Let's go through now. Some of these are just delightful. He obviously went. In his swimming career, he was fine. It was when he was finished that things started going a little mm. bit awry. Now, first of all, 2011, he gets kicked out of the Logies after party for being famously drunk. Which mm. you can't hold that against him. Imagine famous gets... and drunk. Yeah, I mean, mm. well, if you
2: get, they, they don't want famous people at the Logies after party. Well, have you, <laughs> like, ever... you don't fit in. Have you ever <laughs> seen one? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not long after that, uh, following Derby Day, mm. he um, he'd been out there all day. He came home. <laughs> Uh, he'd been in a place called The Birdcage, which I think is a strip club. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but he got very drunk, loves a drink, came home, trashed his Melbourne penthouse, did yep. millions of dollars worth of damage while his wife, uh, Candace Alley, the famous singer, and his two kids, two twins, Shalise Ch- uh, and Jagger, were at home. Absolutely trashed his joint. Now, there was photographs of this, that turned out. So, you know, smashing TVs, breaking doors off their hinges. But... He also knocked over a Christmas tree. Uh. Now, I think this is what set him off because it was October. Mm. I was going to say, Dad she's Dabby put d- up the bloody Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, you would crack it. I don't <laughs> blame Bullshit. him for that. I'm sick of the carols. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, 2014. He loses his four-year-old son at the Crown Casino just mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. Jagger just goes missing. Um, this is <laughs> – I, I brought in a photograph. a couple photograph. of things to unpack there. Yeah, but but I brought in a photograph. <laughs> so, so he loses him in the middle of the night. He goes out. He panics. He goes out. He is wearing a singlet. Yes. Mm. As a pair of pants. Oh. So instead of putting on pants, he grabs a singlet. So yep. obviously he was in a great state of mind at the time. We've all done that. We have. He's looking for his son. This, I
3: mean, he, a singlet you, makes a great mini Look at it Just, there. I'm not so going to lie. The
0: shot is him bare-chested, walking through the foyer of Crown. He looks wearing good. a singlet as a pair of pants. Um, anyway, they ended up finding the son. He was, uh, he was up on a, another floor I thought he with was a, a, a kid
1: <laughs> called <laughs> Keith. The three of them them were hanging out. I thought you were going to say that Keith was, uh, his kid was up (laughs) (laughs) $40,000.
3: The roulette table. (laughs) The roulette table when you're on
0: a heater. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, this other one's a doozy. You know this one, 2016. He was yep. questioned by police after it, policed by an alleged assault during a flight from Adelaide to Melbourne. We all <laughs> this know is my this one. assault. So, ever. <laughs> old Grant gets up, goes into the bathroom, come, comes back quite a bit later, quite irate. Realises that the bloke in business class in front of him has put his seat down. So he ten- tries to get this guy to move his seat. Now, the man has accused him of sexual assault because Grant tweaked his nipple quite forcefully. Okay. Yeah. So he used a nipple cripple, yeah, to get this guy to move forward.
2: I don't know if you remember Street Fighter, the video game, but yeah. uh, if you put in the right combination of things, <laughs> yes, that was a is, is, is a
0: nipple cripple between two men on a flight, is that sexual assault? No. <laughs> no, that's a good time. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah.
3: nipple cripple and a glass of scotch. I know. Yeah.
0: Oh. Now, this is the thing, all right? He does all these silly things. Nobody got hurt. You know, you lose yeah. a kid, ah, yeah.
3: you find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah but you lost up. a kid in a casino. Yeah, wow. well, <laughs> that's the big thing there, yeah. yeah. Right, if you, but
2: this... I don't know if you've got kids, Tommy, or kids that like to gamble, but they are very hard to right? <laughs> They're very lucky charms. But, but you know, <laughs> a,
0: the, thing with, the thing with Grant is Australia still forgives him. Do you know what I mean? We still love him. So yeah. just 28th of July 2019, he reports that he's expecting a baby with his new partner.
1: Oh. And people are over the yes. moon.
0: Yes. People are over the moon. You know, people love that news even though he lost the last
3: one. They're still like, yes, <laughs> well, yeah. give well, him another
1: they, one. Yeah, well, that's right. Well, now they're happy that he's got a backup.
3: That's so right. That's What's great. the name of his new charm? Do we know? Uh, is it Yes. Kurt? It's Can't hack it. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> very good. Got
3: it, uh, yes. I think
0: it's Ringo. 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 Um, <laughs> Ringo. Now the other one, he's just been given a job. Yeah. Not that long ago, October. Mm. He's the current CEO of Generation Life, which is an investment company. Because he's actually really intelligent. He's got a double degree in law and economics. He's got another degree in something else. Um, so this is an investment company, and he. He's all about diversifying your portfolio. Mm. Like he recommends investing in things like pool tiles, lane ropes, swimming caps and still (laughs) not.
3: That's
0: where he's pushing.
2: I heard he also uh, encourages people to invest uh, on black. You said yeah. everything yeah. on black? Yeah, race
3: yeah. threat and, <laughs>
1: and There's a big one. And fixed airport chairs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I must say though, and Barney, you've had a bad run lately. Oh mate. On the cause we've been flying back and forth from Melbourne for our shows. Yeah. Every time you get somebody, it doesn't matter what time of day, it's straight back. Uh, my my rule is
2: is domestic flight east coast of Australia. Mm.
0: None
3: of them are long enough that you no. need to recline. <laughs> aside,
2: from which, aside from which, what are you getting? Like four centimetres worth of recline? Oh, no, it's but not it's much no.
3: nicer if you've got a bit of a muffin top like I, <laughs> I do. Know. I know. The idea lying back so it's not digging into your belt buckle <laughs> no, 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 me, absolutely me, me, do, You've got to understand,
2: we're, we're talking economy class. I know you've never been there.
0: Uh, but
3: in you, know,
2: economy. you
0: know through the curtain there's other people <laughs> down the back. Oh, really? <laughs> so you
3: guys didn't get the duck breast comfort? <laughs> <laughs> That's not where they have your lug. I thought that's where they keep my tribe of Labradors. (laughs) Tribe. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, lovable road. Grant Hackett. Now, our next
1: topic, I believe, was our favourite global lovable Mm. road. So this one was a tricky one for me um, to go outside of the country, but um, I'm going to go for George Best. (laughs) Oh, Oh, George Best. The best of all the Georges. Now apparently he could show Charlie Sheen a bit of a good time back in the day, like he was you know a bit of a um, a fantastic uh, person on the bender. Uh, he was a, a Manchester United Star who was world famous for his brilliant soccer skills, domestic dramas, and bottle. Uh, sorry, battle with the bottle. What years are we talking here? Now? Uh, so we're sort of talking uh, nineteen sixty nine, sixties sort of sort of era. It um, was a good drinking era. It was by the a way. good drinking era, but there wasn't a lot of salary back then. But even uh, they were well paid back then. But he was one of the first ones to be a first football star back in the day. Like he was a you know good looking guy, and um, yeah, he just
3: made lots and lots of money. Lived um, the dream. He lived the dream. Um, Apparently, he was really. Shy. Shy though, as a kid, like he was really shy. He had like buck teeth and was a bit of a goober. Really, (laughs) (laughs) that was what GQ. (laughs) That's what
1: GQ magazines uh, tagged him. And then suddenly he just
3: got real good at football and the birds. Well, I think I
1: think Bex was the same.
3: Yeah, because Bex had the very
0: Pepsi. You know,
3: yeah. he had that
0: voice. Mm. right
1: outside. Yeah, that's right. He was notorious; like they wouldn't let him speak. He was the greatest footballer. They say to never play a World Cup because he was born in Northern Ireland, and uh, <laughs> oh, he, they, just get in. they just couldn't get in. And yeah, and also he was. Drunk. very drunk and they reckon they said a combination of his team's performance and his lack of fitness in <laughs> uh, 1982 mean that he never Plus, made the final it's northern ireland the whole team was drunk i yeah. know They'd right have 10 Guinness Yeah. they go
0: out right here yeah. we go i yeah. know oh, it's northern ireland isn't it did he have yeah. it
1: they're very uh, dangerous like if you ever have someone from northern ireland uh, who wants to get into the toilet after you it's quite a da- it's quite scary because they always say like, you got 10 seconds to get out and you're like, <laughs> and you're like okay yeah. alright I'm going to finish up
0: this book. Get out poo. of my house, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. You get out of my house, no.
1: Can you imagine a Northern Irish uh, team talk? You're like ready to really pipped you up. Uh, anyway, so... Um, You've each got a very sp- specific set of skills. Sorry. Sorry. We're not Sean Connery. The John Connery, John Connery. I just yeah. call the call centre. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's, What's that tell strike? I didn't realize I was little
2: on Guys, have you... What, what national team has a coach from their own country, <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: Sean Connery with a lisp What was that It's appalling Uh, He uh, was asked A couple of famous quotes When asked what happened to the money he'd earned He said Uh, He spent a lot of money on booze, birds um, and fast cars and the rest I just squandered. (laughs) Uh, That's very good. Uh, And um, he also said he gave up women and alcohol in 1969. He said it was the worst 20 minutes of his life. (laughs) 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 So he was just this, you know, ridiculously awful uh, at home but on the soccer field he was just a genius.
3: Can I also add like a funny little anecdote? when i um when yeah. i did a bit of research about him i thought him. you were
1: going to say when i met him <laughs> <No>. oh, <laughs>
3: man. when i did a bit of research about him he was on a tv show in the in like mm. in, in the in the mid 70s i think Logan? it was terry wogan and he came, and he came on the tv show and he said this is paraphrasing uh, you have many lady friends who he told the tv show that he loved to screw on national television oh my while he was still married his wife then went and tried to get high Northern Irish gangsters to teach him a lesson, and no hitman in town would turn against him. <laughs> <laughs> so he was he was like a he was like a prized possession. Gangsters are
2: known for having little tolerance for <laughs> yeah. uh, for um, infidelity too. Yeah. They really don't like when you cheat on your missus. <laughs> yeah. Usually,
3: that's where they draw the line.
0: I think that's why <laughs> they started up.
3: But it's funny
2: because
0: there's something about football or, yeah. or soccer. Yeah that their biggest stars are kind of like that, right? Like if you yeah. think of Diego Maradona. Yes. You know, all his problems with cocaine and all that Did sort it. of stuff. And then you think of Pelé, all his problems with having a flaccid penis. <laughs> yes. These are. <laughs> <Was> that a, <laughs> is that a known thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you erectile, erectile dysfunction. Erectile dysfunction. Yeah, he used to do the ads.
1: Greatest footballer oh. ever. Yeah. We didn't get them in New Zealand. We're, 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 all, we're all like, you're, hey. You're all
3: too aroused.
0: The whole country's aroused. You
1: guys need more sheep. Time.
3: You guys need more sheep. Well, well you, you've just mentioned my choice for best for best global star, so should I, should yes, I get him? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so in. In. Diego Maradona uh, uh, was my selection. Who's uh, that? In his, in his hometown, uh, home country of Argentina, he is said to be... A god, he is. He can do no wrong. He is just one of the all-time greats. He can handball it when he wants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he he sort of he he played he played for several different teams in several different countries. But when he went to Napoli in Italy, is when he really started to uh started to get. Get get involved in sort of organised crime with the Camorra mafia group. I are
2: mean in Italy? Are they the,
3: the raw smell of gar- the raw smell of garbage all the time in Napoli would do your head in, I reckon. So no wonder you turned to organised crime. Not, um, I don't think I've ever. But been. He's, he's yeah,
2: Tommy's <laughs> travel review.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have to stop there on the Was way to it? Positano. <laughs> <So it's> uh, <laughs> the you know. Private jet
1: won't fly direct. <laughs> it drives me mad. Yeah, um, oh. you got to fit it all in in a weekend.
3: Exactly, <laughs> but the. The funniest line I think I, uh, I I read about Diego Maradona, which I, just, I, I think I want to throw it out to you guys, is he said that within a week of transferring to Napoli, I started dabbling in methamphetamines. And I was like, do you reckon there's any sportsman that played to the level of Diego Maradona? He's considered one of the greatest yeah. footballers of all yeah. time. Mm. That was doing hard drugs. Mm. Whilst playing at his peak, he was killing it at Napoli. Yeah, but I was just saying, like he was playing and also dabbling in meth, like
2: which isn't a dabbling. It's no, we've in, discussed.
3: Uh, I wonder if he was playing while using it. Was he? He, he must have. And I just think uh, the Atomic Barrel, which is his nickname, I think he just <laughs> Atomic barrel. No, I just Atomic think... Uh,
2: Why did they call him the Atomic Barrel? Was it he's was it portly nature? Yes. Well, have physique. you seen? Yeah, he's stature is he's very barrel jested. This is this is the thing that is an effort in itself. If you're into meth. Mm. just putting weight on <laughs> is a real...
0: <laughs> that,
2: dad, you, how can like, you sense a number? Yeah. Having
3: said that, Napoli, the home of pizza. Yeah, oh, a lot, lot of cars. <laughs> that's,
0: <laughs> that's where it started, right? Napolitana pizza. Yeah, I, yeah, went, I went to Napoli yeah. and oh. I went oh, to we where the margarita pizza... Began.
3: Yeah. Three times, three different restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also started, he hit up a massive, he, another sort of big, big deal was he, he struck up a really great friendship with Fidel Castro. Of course he did. Another, <laughs> and Hugo One of the Chavez. Good ones. So he's, um he, he yeah, he sort of became world renowned for being like the ultimate bad boy. Chavez. But he I feel
1: like this is a different level of bad yeah. boy. Yeah. Right? Like it's uh, is like when you're this hanging out. It's organized crime
0: and. And like drug cartels, yes. right? By the way, can well, I also and, just say, and dictators?
3: <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> he finally gave up football and decided that it was in his best interest to check himself into rehab. Mm. Guess where he checked himself into rehab? Where? Cuba.
0: Of course
2: he did. Cuba. Perfect,
3: perfect. I mean, they don't have cocaine in Cuba, which is, is obviously a big one. So, Well,
2: Cuba being a communist country, that would have been free. What a tight up <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: He also, when, uh, when, he, when he sort of checked himself out of, uh, he also named his child, his first son. He was named after the alcohol and uh, drug addiction clinic. So He named oh, his kid after so the clinic. So Betty Ford. <laughs> <Betty laughs> Ford. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Northside. What was the name of the <laughs> clinic? It was, I didn't, I didn't get, I can't pronounce it. Fidel's clinic. F- Fidel. Yeah. yeah, it was probably called Chavez. And he coaches like, a yeah. team at the moment, doesn't he? And he's... In, in Mexico, I yeah. believe. Another place that is n- nothing to do with drugs. I, <laughs> I
2: think it would have been, because it's Cuba, it's very, uh, Chris, it would have been a saint something. So St. Saint, yes, saint so. Christopher of the Hopeless Junkie <laughs> <laughs> <something like> <laughs> And in
3: 2009, Maradona, Maradona, which is kind of like, he's, he's still held in this high regard. He actually owes the Italian government $37 million dollars euros in innovation tax, uh, in unpaid tax, all? but he's only paid 42,000 euros back. He gave them two watches and a pair of gold earrings. <laughs> See, this is... that's. I think amazing. you should know that it's not a pawn shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now,
1: I, this will
0: tide you open. I might go next, Barney, because mine is another footballer. We're st- no, okay. game. <laughs> yeah, sure. the is. world game. Yeah, mine is Jose oh, Mourinho, oh, and oh, while oh. you talk about tax evading, I'm going to jump forward to 2019. This was my big finish, but <laughs> currently... Jose, uh, he's been given a one-year suspended prison sentence and agreed to pay 1.9 million pounds in fines after admitting tax fraud while he was the manager of Real Madrid. Wow. So yeah. it's a real thing because because um, Messi and uh, yes and Ronald Ro- Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Cristian, Ronaldo. both owe millions and millions of dollars. Kind of goes hand in hand, doesn't it? You, yeah, it kicked the ball around a bit and then you steal money from a government. Don't you love
3: these people who make stupid amounts of money? Mm. then go and think, yeah, I you know, know what, I'm going to... Yeah. Are you talking about the... yourself at the moment? Or... I, I, you know what, I've <laughs> got a couple <laughs> of offshores.
0: Um...
2: And Tommy's like, and I love mm. my mum and dad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I am I have chosen a coach, Jose. Okay. I think you find his name's Jose, but, I mean, it's just a... Well, oh, oh, believe no, I, no, then it's in, not. Uh, what you, here, you pronounce the J, J. J. as jo- Do you? Yes. Jose Mourinho. Yes. Portugal, remember? Down
2: old South America way.
3: I'm sorry for being an irk. That's okay. (laughs)
2: Well, if if you were speaking
0: Spanish, you would be an irk. Jose started coaching in 2002. There aren't many more successful coaches than Jose. He's now at Tottenham, right? Mm. Now, because he is so successful, he can do whatever the hell he wants. And I have narrowed this down. So in 2005, he was banned from coaching at a UEFA Champions League tie against – it was a quarter final against Bayern Munich. He was banned because he made comments at the last game about the coach going into the referee's room, congratulating them on the refereeing they'd done. So anyway, he gets banned. So what he does, he's not allowed to talk to his team and he's not allowed to be on the sidelines. So what he does is he gets to the ground seven hours before it's meant oh, to start. Tommy hides notes. No, he <laughs> hides in the dressing room. So when they come in, he gives them a team talk and then he hides in a laundry basket. To get out of... Prison breaks. Yeah. So then they wheel him out of the laundry basket. And he he tells the story that, um, (coughs) that as he was getting wheeled out... Um, the, one of the UEFA guys came along and was following and so they closed the lid on top of him and he couldn't breathe. When he opened the box, he was dying. He thought did, he was actually going to die.
1: Did they think this
2: is weird that, um, you know, they've got that much dirty laundry before the game's even started?
1: <laughs> the weird thing is is that's how when the, the IRD came around to his apartment, that's what he did as well. He just hid in the laundry basket <laughs> for a whole year. So
0: that's a good one, right? Uh, he got away with that as well. Now, the next one is um, Tito Villanova. At the El Clasico in 2011, Real Madrid versus Barcelona. Jose's coaching Real. There is a there's a bad challenge during the game. Uh, sorry,
2: the, Tommy. Tommy needs to correct you there. It's
0: pronounced Real Madrid. Sorry, Real, <laughs> real, real Madrid. Um, oh. There's a defender from Real who Marcelo. He does quite a bad tackle on ass, nearly breaks his leg. Results in a scuffle between Jose and the assistant coach of Barcelona. What Jose does is he walks up, pretends that he's going to shake his hand and then just jams his finger in his eye. Mm. <laughs> I've got <laughs> a photograph of it poke. here. So very famous, tried to eye gouge him. Then this is the best one. They had uh, a Dr. Eva Canario, who was the team doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, There was an injury on the field. So she ran on to basically treat a player. But that meant that they went down to nine players. So Jose called out to her and called her the daughter of a whore in Portuguese.
2: (laughs) The daughter of a whore. Imagine that, a a woman on staff in a European football league being treated not that well. I, mm. I find it well, hard to believe because yeah. if I know anything about uh, you know the, that part of the world is it's uh, sexism has it died long exist. ago. Yeah. I know, I'm with They've you. Now,
0: it. silver lining though for Dr. Eva, she got awarded five million pounds because she took Chelsea and Jose to
3: court. That's a win. Ooh, and yeah.
1: they decided that She was. She wasn't. uh, She wasn't a daughter at all. No, (laughs) (laughs) there was actually no relation. So she
0: is now rich. This is what I mean. He does all these amazing things, and then they still love him. Yeah, and they he's at Tottenham now, which is one of the most the the richest clubs in the world. mm -hmm. Four year contract. Really? Say and do whatever you want, Jose. Yeah. That, that really
2: is the thing. Results uh, speak uh, yes. over everything in certain sports. Like, you, you can really get away with anything. And it's good to see that it's not just the players, it's also the coaches. That's right.
1: But do you think it's because they have nicknames like uh, the, the what was it, the Maradona's nickname? The, the Atomic Barrel. The Atomic Barrel. You've got Jason Mourinho, the special one. Which, he,
3: soft he, talk. he gave
1: himself that nickname. <laughs>
0: So the special, <laughs> <laughs> Jose Mourinho yeah. is called the special one. He gave himself that nickname. Oh, I've tried to get the nickname off. The well, ground. this is what I wanted to ask you guys. So the reason why it was when he first started at Chelsea, that he said to the journalist, please don't call me arrogant, but I'm European champion uh, because I am the special one. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you guys, if you could self-appoint a nickname for yourselves, yeah. what would you go with?
3: Sweaty Tom. <laughs> sweaty Tom. <laughs> That's your cool. nickname you give positive. to yourself. Oh, positive. <laughs> sweaty but hot Tom.
1: <laughs> the sweaty one.
3: The, the sweaty. sweaty one. The, the sweaty, sweaty one, Barney.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, the the pleasant one. <laughs> the pleasant <laughs> one. That's, he's quite pleasant. <laughs> Nick? Uh, I, was, I was quite embarrassing, but probably the one that I – Got given at school, which was um, uh, the Amazing Grace. The Amazing. How did you? Well. <laughs> Okay, but also okay. So
0: what you've done, I've said. Sub- what would you self-appoint yourself? And then you've gone. Well, I would take one that somebody
1: else appointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick,
2: Nick, no, Nick was a cross-dressing magician. <laughs> <The amazing>
1: <laughs> <Grace>. <laughs> Why would you the Amazing Grace? Because <laughs> I was an assistant to a magician. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, others were taken. Um, no, I think uh, one time I did a really good uh, did did a good. Um, uh, speech at dinner <laughs> and oh, an everyone's like oh you're
2: amazing at that yeah, you, you know, should do that you know how to say a prayer before dinner mate That's, yeah, yeah, uh...
1: yeah and they but uh, now looking back and I think it was uh, sarcastic <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, what would uh, yours be
1: yeah Self appointed the professor. <laughs> the professor. <laughs> <laughs> I did
0: not appoint that name. Uh, uh, I did not call myself the professor. We go. Stuck.
3: Background, please.
0: I did. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Maddie Johns oh. came up with it, and now everywhere. I get what are you a professor of being a cockhead?
2: (laughs) (laughs) uh, And if you answered my question, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, stop asking it.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that's me done. Barney, you want to finish with Uh, uh, your favourite global lovable? Yes.
2: Let's get off football. Uh, Let's go back to the pool. Uh, The black line. One of the guys that chases the black line uh, is um, the greatest Olympian ever to live, Michael Mm. Phelps. Oh yes.
1: Um, Over a career,
2: Phelpsy. uh, Twenty-eight Olympic medals. uh, Twenty-three of them gold. What? Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. I know uh, I've heard
1: that before, but it, it blows yeah. my mind every time.
2: You don't often see anyone, like, win more than one medal in an Olympics. Like, that, they're, they're sort of oh, rarefied air. I've
1: got my thing about this, though. I just don't think they should be getting so many medals. It's only one sport. I'm with you. Because me and my friend Rabin Khan, my, Rab, my mate Rabin Khan's got this, um, a great theory about this. You shouldn't get uh, a medal just because like you're doing something slightly different. Mm. Like you shouldn't get a medal because you ran the 100 metres backwards. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> no, because you're, you're running, right. running down like 100 metres just because you're running like a butterfly <laughs> doesn't mean that yeah. you're always striking It should just breath. be the
0: fastest. It yeah. should just be freestyle. Yeah. Or if you can do something faster, a At, different whatever. style.
1: Like the Frosby flop. That's right. Just get so from one end to the
0: other end.
2: Th- then it'd be it'd be only freestyle
0: that we'd ever see. Well, how do you know there's not a better style that hasn't been invented? Or well, if you're the far, because well,
2: a- technically freestyle you can do any stroke you want. Everyone just does the yeah. Australian.
3: Well, because in Scotland they call it front we,
0: crawl. Well, yeah, in Scotland they call it the front crawl. Yeah,
3: front don't crawl. Call it front it was invented by Australia. Yeah, but right. how many good Scottish swimmers have there been? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, they call it the Glasgow uh, drowning most of them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, the Anyway, the
2: Glasgow. <laughs> so his first Olympics, he goes home, he's a hero, people love him. Yeah. So he's 19 years of age. November that year just goes, I can do anything, goes out. He's blind, decides, you know, why not? Mm. Let's drive anyway. Gets arrested for drink driving. Uh, Since to 18 months probation, fine 250 bucks. He has to go out and speak to students about drink driving. Um, I'm assuming he has to say it's not good. Yeah, I'd say uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kids, you know what I've discovered. Take um, the back roads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, anyway, so he has his first drink driving yeah. uh, incident. Um Bit of a setback. uh, Four years later, goes to Beijing. Uh, Turns out, having one scandal, not bad for his career because he comes home from Beijing. He wins eight gold medals. Oh
0: my goodness! And
2: one Olympics breaks the record for most uh, medals in an individual Olympics. Mm -hmm. Beats Mark Spitz's previous uh, record. Spitz
0: would have been faster without a moustache.
1: Yes. Why are you shaving your legs and not your moustache? Thank you. Yeah. Mm. There we go a very but good point a bit of
3: drag mm. but, but yeah it a good again, bow
1: as well walrus is a good swimmers
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe it yeah. adds a little bit yeah <laughs> 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 Uh, Seals are good swimmers when they're forced <laughs> yeah, at gunpoint. That's
3: right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit, get out of here! It's an all black. <laughs> Tory again.
2: Uh, so goes wins wins eight uh, eight gold medals. Um, comes home once again, living the life. February two thousand and nine. So just a, a few months later, mm. uh, a photograph of Phelps using a bong goes viral. Mm. Uh, turns out he's on the Hong Kong's. Yeah. Um, Has to uh, apologise, publicly apologise, says his behaviour was inappropriate. Mm. You know, but I'm refocusing on my swimming. (laughs)
1: You know what's funny?
0: When, When you're at school and you're being taught not to smoke bongs, they always say... You'll never achieve anything. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, all Smoking. this teaching
0: for years, and then this guy goes, yeah. Well, you know
1: what?
2: Yeah. Smoking's not good for your lung capacity, isn't it? Because yeah. uh, I'm going to go to the London 2012 Olympics, come home with four gold, two silvers. So, thanks That's very after, much. Oh, wow. Yeah. After the bombs. But he, he got, got gone,
1: worse. He did get worse. He did. Sorry, <laughs> it's hard.
2: <laughs> You're so right. It's imagine, a lesson. Look at you. You're a failure. Only four gold medals. That's yeah. half the gold, gold medals we had last week. He
3: got worse.
2: <laughs> so, then he retires, decides he's going to retire, but in April 2014, uh, decides to make a bit of a comeback, goes to the Pan Pacific Games, win three gold, two silvers, Um, but then September 2014 rolls around, he's back to his old tricks, Mm. he's drink driving once again, Mm. suspended for all competitions for six months, now that for most people would have been uh, it, time to pull stumps, he goes nah, just give me one more Olympics, Rio 2016, goes along, wins five gold, one silver Retires as the most successful Olympian of all time. So, was that across
0: four Olympics?
2: Yes. Over 16 years. Over 16 years, two drink driving charges and one hell of a bong session. My
3: God.
0: He
2: comes home with 28 medals, 23 gold, 16 in an individual. I feel like there should
0: be statues of this guy, really. Why? So, here's my question, boys.
2: If, you, uh, if you're going to go jump in, do a bunch of laps, Professor, you, you love a swim. You do love a, a swim. You've got a swimmer's body. Um, what are we, we prefer him? Would you prefer to hit the bongs or a couple of beers and jump in? Uh, can I do a beer bong? A beer bong. <laughs> oh, I like. I like the way you innovate. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Good training yeah. methods. Or it's like training at altitude.
1: The beer bong. Yeah. I, I think I'd go for a beer and an aqua jog. <laughs> a beer and an
3: aqua jog. <laughs> so you like can a, drink as you do it. Like a, a footballer accent. doing the warm down <laughs> yeah, on Monday like morning that. down the pool. Yeah. What about you, Tommy? Uh, I'm more of a pinger in a fifteen hundred. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> i to see Just that pulling yourself down the lane <laughs> Licking the wall Oh God <laughs> yeah. This
0: water tastes so good Yeah so um, Alright that's it for our global lovable rogues It's time for us to do our favourite lovable rogue redemption story So the people that were down and out That then came back to conquer the
1: world Yes Nook mm. Okay this is uh, I'm going to go for Dennis Rodman Um, now Now we're talking back in the day, basketball. Back in the day, if you you know, if you headbutt a referee and you kick a cameraman in the balls, uh, you would think that would be the end of your career, but no, this guy, uh, was well, he went on to win five NBA rings, as many as he had in his face already, uh, (laughs) and uh, he just was a, a legend on the court, um. But off the court, he was had trouble with his uh, marriages. He had, he was married to three um, uh, three women, one being Carmen Lectra. He had three children. He ended up owing eight hundred and sixty thousand dollars in child and uh, spousal support. Um, eight hundred and
2: sixty grand.
1: Yeah. It's uh, yeah, and it's, it's so off field. He uh, so off the court. He was he was no good, but the reason why I want to bring him up is a um, couple of stories. There was one time he was reported uh, th- uh, just last year actually that he um, he stole three thousand five hundred dollars worth of items from a yoga studio. Um, <laughs> a yoga what mats candles? <laughs> <and> <laughs> no, this is the one thing you're not thinking. It was a four hundred pound decorative geode, which is one of those rocks that's oh, cut yeah. half in half when the crystals inside. <laughs> And Rodman disputed <laughs> disputed the account claiming that the owner said, Dennis, get anything you want. <laughs> 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 Not thinking that he was a <laughs> Like, yeah, because you think, oh, maybe an essential oil or two. You know, they're pretty expensive. But the, <laughs> that's the whole basis what uh, the yoga studio is uh, founded on is this geode. And he takes it. But the reason why I'm bringing him up is I think he's the, the redemption is because – you know when, like, I don't know what it's about when people aren't at, uh, haven't got good things going on at home. They decide, I oh, know what, I'm going to cure the rest of the world. You know, yeah. I can't yes. uh, organize my marriage and no, no good to my kids, but you know what, world peace is something I could solve. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so this is what he's done, and so he's gone out to North Korea. Originally in 2013, he made a trip to North Korea and met uh, Kim Jong Un. And uh, it was originally just for basketball, um, you know, uh, to take basketball to North Korea. Yeah, it was the Harlem Globe Trot. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And just sort of do an exhibition game. But then they became friends for life, so prompting, pres- you know, to, to say to President Bar- uh, Barack Obama, pick up the phone and call him. Um, I think he wants to chat. And uh, yeah. And so it ended up being um, uh, this, uh, like, he he sent out a tweet, right, uh, asking Kim to release American prisoner Kenneth Bay. Who had been sentenced for 15 years of hard labor in North Korea, and Kim released Bay the following year. But the, my favorite bit is that he had an interview with Sports Illustrated. So, again, remember the situation behind the scenes. So, as, as marriage and kids and all that kind of thing going on. And he says, My mission is to break the ice between hostile countries. <laughs> Why it's yeah. been left to me to smooth things over, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But you can see like world leaders going, yeah, we'll get Dennis on this. Uh, Dennis Rodman, of all people, keeping us safe is really not my job. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, it's Obama's job. But I'll tell you this: if I don't finish in the top three for the next Nobel Peace Prize, <laughs> something's seriously wrong. <laughs> so the audacity to think that there's like a ranking system, like, podium. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it goes on stats. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I heard a rumor, Bunny, that you
0: might have a basketball story I do. as well. You know, I love we the hoops. We are renaming this <laughs> show. Uh,
2: it's Swish time, everyone. <laughs> we are <laughs> talking hoops. Don't get on us, Bunny. Dunk it on us. Polish polish those (laughs) boards and get ready. Just tell the story. (laughs) Uh, My favourite. Polish those boards and get it ready. (laughs) Their famous saying.
1: (laughs) believe that's I say said.
2: before
0: all basketball. <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: ladies and gentlemen, it's time to post football. By the way, uh, get ready. Uh, we've got a bye tonight. So For so the jump down start. To,
0: if you're heading down to Crow's Nest to watch us, We uh, Red oh. Devils, we've got a bye. How'd you so, get on last week? I uh, couldn't play because I had a blowout in an orthotic and I ruined my <laughs> right knee. Oh. <laughs>
3: Okay, I Zion. i
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, next that. week, come down. Yeah. Um, we'll be yeah. healed up. Oh, oh, we'll be healed up. Yeah. Mm. Great. Sorry. Your sorry. story. Uh, my my <laughs> <poly> <laughs>
2: redemption story. Uh player by the name of Ron Artest, uh, probably better known or more officially known these days as Meta World Peace, um, started his career uh, at the Chicago Bulls, um, started – let's let's just say early on he grew up in the in the projects uh in uh, in New York and um he, he considers himself uh, uh, from the hood, and someone who's never forgotten those roots. Probably most famous though for uh, being the the main instigator for what was known as the Malice in the Palace. Yes. Uh, the Pacers and the Pistons um, in uh, in two thousand and four. Uh, basically, um, he'd gotten a little bit of a uh, a little bit of an on field on field on court uh, altercation with Ben Wallace uh, of uh, of the uh, of the Pistons. Um, as it's all going on, he decides he's going to lay down on the scorer's bench. Um, it's a bit of controversy. Fan throws a drink on him. He decides... The only way to deal with a fan throwing a little bit of uh, Diet Pepsi on you mm. is to climb up into the crowd and try and beat the crap out of that fan and whatever other fans come round. Mm. Um, so the bit of the brawl spills out. He comes back down onto court. It's great footage. Google it, the malice in the palace. This is amazing footage. At one point he comes back down onto the court. Another fan comes near him. He just jobs him clean. Um, all told, uh, the NBA, the game gets uh, called a minute early. Um, all told, he, uh, he misses 86 games because of that massive long that's, suspension. That's which is set, longer
0: than a season.
2: 73 regular season, 13 playoff games he misses. Longest suspension for an on-court incident uh, in the NBA history. So it all sort of going bad around, the, around his early career. He decides he's going to turn it around. In uh, 2011, changes his name to Meta. World Peace. Uh, he says that it's changing my name was meant to inspire and bring youth together all around the world.
0: What is it with these basketballers thinking yeah. they're bringing world peace? Mate, yeah. it's
2: amazing. And look, since there's there's been some, maybe some uh, question about was he sort of a bit crazy, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you. I think, Phil, I've got an audio clip. This is uh, not long after he changed his... Uh, name. The LA Times uh, did an interview with him after a practice uh, when he was playing at the Lakers at the time. Have a listen to this.
1: Meta, I've been asking a bunch of players whether they call you Meta World Peace or Ron Artest now, and all the rookies say Meta, (laughs) and all the veterans say Ron. What's up with that? Is this
0: some type of hazing? Well, I'm just, I'm most happy uh, that Jesus Christ um, did not let me lose my teeth when I was 20 years old. Because I was wondering, like, what if you kept your baby teeth until the age of 18 or 20 and then you lose them? That would look pretty bad. That would look really bad. So I'm, I just think he's really brilliant that you lose your teeth when you're a baby rather than lose it when you're like 30 or 20. That has nothing to do with your question, no. but that was definitely on my mind.
1: It's going through <laughs> my mind right <laughs> now.
2: This is the thing. He he turned philosopher. Like th- yeah. that is a deep thinking man. I know. I know it wasn't the question that he got asked, but, but, but an, an amazing turnaround. So he's he's gone from this aggressive guy who didn't know where to put his anger to now he's meta world peace. He's a deep thinker. And some people will say, "Well, was he a bit crazy? Is that the rantings of a crazy man?" Um. Good news is post uh, post that career he's he's become successful he had a he's got a uh, he's got a company um, that is called Artest Management Group that helps uh. athletes with tax preparation and my favorite thing he's ever done is uh, for a while on the Key and Peel show he used to deliver Meta World News.
0: Welcome to Meta World News in sports. I'd rather eat my hand than to have my penis cut off. I really have to believe someone was gonna cut it off. But if I did, I can definitely eat my hand. I know because I had a dream where well, I did it. It was horrible. I ate my whole hand. <laughs> now, that's what you call rhetoric. Well, that wraps up Metalworld News for this Wednesday, April Hurricane Summer. <laughs> I'm Metalworld. Peace. Good
2: night. So, I gotta ask you boys yeah. on that f- philosophical question
1: mm.
2: Would you rather eat your hand or have someone <coughs> cut your penis
0: off?
1: I'm gonna. Go, I'm gonna go eat my hand. Eat your hand. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd eat my hand
0: as well. You mm-hmm. say, can I eat my left hand? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no point having a penis.
2: If that's, you right. Yeah. The right one. that's
0: right. That's <laughs> right. Uh, but
2: yeah, I do love. Uh, I do love the rebranding of Ron Artest into Metal World, Peace. Metal World Piece. Metal World Piece.
0: All right. Um, okay. Well, I think that's the end of the podcast, <laughs> Phil. Yeah. Uh, Phil, was there a story in there that you liked?
3: Well, yeah, I'd, I'd, I think uh, a couple of good NFL nominations would have been Marshawn Lynch, uh, yes. definitely. And Gronk as well. Yeah, um, But, yeah, great. Aaron I, Hernandez, I just thought, all the lovable <laughs> <ropes>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh Outstanding topic this week, guys. Look, most of them um, I would say did, you know, they were just very, very good sports people that, either loved the drink or the yeah, drugs. Yeah. Um, but a couple of them that didn't, which really stood out to me, was Jose Mourinho. Yeah, um, Jose. He's a, he's a different cat. And uh, and on the the different cat topic, uh Meta World Peace as well was uh, an yeah. ex- ex- excellent there.
0: contribution. Well done, lads. Great. Thank you. All right. Well, that's it. That's the podcast this week. Um, again, get on there. Give us a five-star review. Write something down. Uh, give... Nick shit. That's what people <laughs> seem to be doing. Just give it to the Kiwi. You, know, you don't have to, but uh, uh, there's, there's th- you know, three other people. It does, and we'll read it out. All right, Tommy, next week's topic? <laughs> don't know yet, guys. Fantastic. <laughs> no, hey, if you've, got,
3: if
2: you've got a topic idea, send it to Tommy. Yeah. Yeah, At, uh, yeah my what mobile
3: is, is 04... <laughs> nah, <No>, kidding. <laughs> what, you're worried people are going to hit up your mobile, Tommy? Probably. Probably. <laughs> There are heaps of other lovable rogues, so uh, jump on the socials and and give us yes. your best nomination. Yes,
0: mm. good thinking, Phil. At Professor on Fox, which is on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Get on there. Give us your lovable rogue nominations. All right, that's it for this week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. See you later. Bye.
1: Bye, Bye everyone.